You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Now, now, here's your host, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans? Welcome to a brand new Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight and entertainment three times a week. That's right, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But during the holiday, we've had a little bit of a different schedule. So to make it that much easier to stay up to date with us at Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, download that Odyssey app, search Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, hit that auto download button, and you'll have all of these brand new episodes just sitting there waiting for you when you are ready to listen or stream them on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Guys, I'm Casey Hudson, joined by my co-host Kaylee Mizell, and it is time for us to sail into a brand new episode of Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. And while our producer is informing us to bring the jolly and put the jolly back in Jolly Rogers, the most jolly part about the podcast today is announcing to you guys that the Bucks pulled off an overtime win, 19 to 16 versus a four and what 10 Cardinals team. And um, Haley, I want to be positive. I want to be yep. on a great note with everything, but I don't know if that, if that was exactly a gift, but before we get into that, how was your Christmas? I hope it was actually jolly. It was we great. It was great. It was jolly. Yeah, it was so sweet. It was so fun. Christmas with like a little toddler is just, it's uh, very chaotic. It's very chaotic, but it's very sweet. super rewarding. Yeah, it's like you just get yeah. to see the magic in their eyes. Like he kept like every, and he was just like so excited. Like you don't think like kids are like excited about clothes. <laughs> he would like open something and it was like a pair of shoes and he would like literally, this is his face, Casey. Oh, and he would like show off the shoes and like show off the outfit. My parents got him this like little tool set where he like it's an actual screwdriver and he can like screw things in and like I love that hammer things and like the little nail goes like doot doot doot. <laughs> um, he's obsessed with it. He will he just like sits at the table and like plays with it for like thirty minutes, which I'm like, thank the Lord I can clean my house because it's he is occupied because it's ridiculous and he is <laughs> occupied like zoned in on this like tool set that my parents got him yeah it's he's he's like it's just the sweet it's like the it's like the magic of the holidays in the eyes of a toddler so that part of it is really fun like I said little chaotic uh (laughs) anyone with little ones knows what I'm talking about um but also very fun he didn't even nap he was so excited he didn't even nap yesterday oh like 7 30 and was just like, we tried to put him down for a nap. Nope. He was just like, there's so much, like, there's too much to do. I'm normally like also very like, I don't really give him sugar. Even for his like first birthday, his like smash cake or whatever was just um, essentially it was like, a, like people are going to laugh at me. It was like a keto cheesecake because it was no like, way. it was like, yeah, no, I, I swear to you. It was like, cause it's like high in fat and like mm-hmm. protein 
Um, and there's not very much sugar in it. So it was like a cheesecake, but it was like made with like, I don't know, like monk fruit sweetener or something like that. So like, I mean, it tasted good for him. Um, my mom had one. She said it was amazing, but like, it's not like, you know, just like loading it on sugar. But I was like, it's Christmas. I'm feeling the health. So I let him have some cinnamon roll yesterday. It was like changing his life. He was like, this is real sugar. (laughs) I know real sugar. Mommy fed you real sugar. So it was, it was very magical. It was a very sweet, it was a great holiday. And I hope everyone else had a very jolly Christmas and holiday season as well. Casey, what about you? I know that you got to spend time with your family for the first time in a while. I know, because typically we've got so much stuff going on back in Tampa. So I was able to, excuse me, guys, as I try to situate my life here, because I'm sitting outside. My family is sleeping. It's like 30 degrees outside and you're outside. I just want to like give you like a warm hot chocolate and a hug. My little nose is my little nose is going here and I'm trying to still like get my life together. But it's all worthwhile. Um, For the first time in a while, I got to be with my family for uh, quite a bit, a couple of like almost a week. And it's because the lightning were away and the bucks played away. So that was really sweet because I have so much family and we typically do this whole seven days of Christmas thing. So trying to go spend time and like see my grandma for a minute and see like I we still have a decent amount of like great relatives that are alive and stuff so it was fantastic I got to see family I got to go to a Christmas concert like told you guys about on the last episode um, and spend some time with like our spiritual family so this has been fantastic and then my sister so her kids they're not as cute when it comes to the excitement of Christmas because they're teenagers (laughs) now so it's like it's like holding your breath it's like like, oh yeah. And I, I'm supposed to be the cool aunt. And even I felt like I, like I was so unsure, but they loved everything that they got. It was great. I still question this new generation's everything. So, you yeah. know, my, my niece wanted like sweats and stuff and I'm like, but you're so cute. Like, why are you walking around like a homeless person? And she's like, but that's the style. And I'm like, okay, like, there you go. $80 for a hoodie, $150 for sweatpants. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. You're going to be sweating, little girl, in like a week. But Merry Christmas, yeah. Happy Holidays, Feliz Navidad, and all the good things. So it was it was so good. Um, I am stuffed to a brim. I could probably eat lettuce oh, for yeah. the next seven days and be totally fine. Because <laughs> I don't think I've eaten this much in forever, like not even Thanksgiving. So I'm so grateful. Um, it's so nice to spend this time with my family. And I get back to reality, reality tomorrow. So yeah, and the evening capped off with a Bucks win. But like you said, Casey, don't know don't how know good, of, don't know how jolly that game was. We'll get into that in a second. But first, we do have a little bit of a team update based off of what happened in the game. And of course, mm-hmm. you guys can follow us as you see on Jolly Rogers TDS on Twitter and Instagram. So, Casey, the biggest update that came out of yesterday's game is that Josh Wells, like, just the O-line just keeps taking these insane hits. So, Josh Wells goes down, um, and he's been known to be, I mean, like, Tom Brady's protector. Um, and it 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 is a season-ending injury from everything that we're hearing Um he will miss the rest of the season. They're saying that it was a torn left peck. So not great news for this Bucks team as, you know, they're fighting for their life and fighting for a playoff spot. And then 
you know, the left tackle goes down with a, a, a right. pectoral tear. Um, yeah, it just feels brutal, Casey. It just feels like the well, worst news. <laughs> yeah, because it's like how many more hits can this line take, especially with the position that this team is in? Um, yep. And granted, if you think about <laughs> the role that, that Josh Wells had on this line to begin with, um, he stepped in a decent amount last season, and that's fine. But there there hasn't been like a, a giant leap of growth between last season to this season. So it's terrifying for fans when this guy has to line up and, and take key and crucial reps. So the biggest thing that, that that's crucial with this injury and with Wells going out, even though he's not your first string guy, barely your second string guy, is the fact that these next few games are not going to be easy. Um and any kind of change and adjustments that come from here on out, they're going to be pretty painful. So um, also a quick thing, Kaylee, on from Rick Stroud, actually, I'm seeing that it was a torn left patellar tendon. And I think that's actually in the knee. Oh, patellar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, it's my reading. That <laughs> no, it's I okay. I read that and I just, in my head, yeah. I thought pectoral. You're yeah. absolutely correct. That is what oh, yeah. I read. I just I just read the word incorrectly. Forgive my over caffeinated and sugar high self. Um, All yes. is forgiven. Before somebody hops on and thinks that we were trying to be doctors, no, we're just no, 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 no. and yes. uh, we're clearing that one up. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think that was the biggest update was the fact that Wells went down, got carted off. Um, there was a few injuries last night. I think a lot of them that I saw was actually on the Cardinal side of the ball. But I'm not going to mm. lie to you guys; it was really hard to stay uh, in tuned in that game. And so yeah. at that point, Kaylee, I think it's time for us to just get into the nitty gritty of <laughs> we got to break down part. this game, uh, game review. Casey, we normally do offense and then we'll go into defense. Uh, I, 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 it, this was a weird game. And so we'll just kind of see how it all plays out. I mean, starting, I guess on the offense, it's, I, 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 I don't know what there is to say that we haven't said time and time again. Mm -hmm. um, there's, it's just the rhythm of this team. There, there isn't any, there isn't any <laughs> rhythm of this team. You know, it's like, oh, like, you know, we talk about like dancing and it's like, oh, you kind of like, you know, you got to feel the beat and then get into it and whatever. Mm -hmm. This team has just, it just doesn't seem like they've ever gotten into a groove. And there's a million things that you can like say, kind of go into it. And it's not just one, but between like the injuries, the mental game, the confidence, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it just time and time and time again, this team it, it offensively is just finding it hard to move the ball. Um, and, and, and I think that it's, yeah, it's disappointing. Um, especially like whenever I do have to give them a little bit of credit because like, even on that first drive, it's like they were trying, you know, they tried to get Kate out and involved. They tried to get Julio Jones involved like early. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's clear to see um, as the game went on that Tom Brady was like not on his mark. Um, you know, there was a couple like later on in the game, the pass to Mike Evans that was like clearly underthrown that got, you know, that 
was an interception. Like that's on Tom. Like that's yeah. Tom's fault. So some of these incompletes are, you know, on, on Tom. And some of them are like, you know, just in good coverage or just, you know, whatever it, it, it happens, but it's happening more often than we've ever seen it happen. And so I think that that's, Scary that's frustrating and it's weird it's mm -hmm. weird to watch watch that play out um in some ways um it reminds me of you know um drew Brees a little bit you know like his last season he had a ton of injuries and he was people were really easy to get up into his face and the same Drew Brees that you saw, like making these like down the field passes, it just wasn't happening. Like they he, they were having to go for like the short yardage. Um, and even then it was like kind of dropping off. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady's cooked, but I'm just saying that it there there is inconsistency in his game like we've never seen it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, there's definitely a new inconsistency to his game and mentioning the deep throws. Like, that was something that I was hoping that they were going to kind of remove from the – not remove from the game, but limit for sure mm -hmm. um, a couple games ago. And the other reason why is because it's not particularly necessary. Your best yardage has been those medium passes, and you still continue yeah. to try to do these deep balls to Julio Jones, who's constantly working through this knee thing all season – uh, Scotty Miller, who while as is, is hungry as he is to make something work, um, he's not very consistent. So you don't have those key guys that you can 100% say, yeah, this is our deep threat and this is what we're going to do. And the guy who used to be that consistent deep threat, Mike Evans, is barely a part of the game plan. So it just and when he is him and Brady are not on the same page again. Like, oh, like. Evans was open. Evans was there. Evans could have caught that pass and made and potentially even scored a touchdown. Right. Mm -hmm. But like Brady underthrows him and like, and then it's an interception. Like that's not on Evans. That's not his fault. Like yeah. Brady missed. And, and so even their connection is off. Yep. And that's a, that's the biggest question mark with all of this is how did they get there? Because yeah. if there was one thing that this team could rely on, it was that connection. And now there's no answers for why there's this huge disconnect. And it looks like they're trying to build chemistry year one all over again. You know, yeah. there's a lot of parts to a lot. There's a lot of parts to this team's game over the course of the last three weeks. It looks so similar to the first game that they played versus the saints when Tom Brady signed with this team. And it was just kind of like, 
But I remember after that game, it was like, okay, they need time. They need time. They need time. Well, majority of this team has had so much time together, and it's it's not present. It's not showing. So the biggest thing that stood out was the fact that there was just so much panic played into last Mm -hmm. night's game. You know, for starters, Leonard Fournette was not only leading in rushing yards, but leading in receiving yards. You know, 90 receiving yards, 72 rushing yards. He they they retracted to the to how the they old way of playing, play. yeah, putting the team on one person's back. Now I will their say second, this: there's a second drive. They went to Fournette four times in a row. Mm-hmm. They needed one yard. They went to him four times in a row, and three of those times, no gain, no gain, and then minus one yard. So it's just like. What are we doing here? That was a lot of the questions that just kept rising throughout the game. What are we doing here? What's the end game? And they would do it with Rashad White sometimes, go back to back to him as if there was nobody else. Now, the one little bit of credit I will give this team is the fact that some guys just weren't, the vibe was totally off. Like Kate Mm -hmm. Otten, I will still sing his praises and and vouch for the fact that he deserves a big role on this team. But he had some key drops last night that weren't anybody's fault but his own. So it was just like, I can understand that it's probably hard for this team to get their head in the game week in and week out, seeing as how they're losing and even how they're winning. And I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a team that's really just trying to get uh, as far across the finish line as possible. Um, I I would even go as far to say, you know, they just want to get through the season without too many more terrible performances. Or injuries. Yeah. Or injuries. Casey, something else you you said you got to give them credit for something, and 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 I do as well. Um, I've really honed in on the mental aspect of this Bucks offense in their game, and I do have to give them a little bit of credit because there were some pretty egregious mistakes last night, and they still were able to come out and respond well. And I have to appreciate that, you know, the the. Cardinals get a field goal to tie the game. The Bucks respond the very next drive with their own field goal to 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 keep it, you know, a three-point game in their favor. Um, you know, the Cardinals tie it up to end the half. Then after the interception, the Cardinals get another field goal, make it 9-6. Then the Cardinals get a touchdown. So now if you're counting, the Cardinals have had they they've had three drives where they have scored and produced some points and the Bucks haven't had any. Right after that, the Bucks come out and get their own touchdown and and you know, respond. Then later on in the game, um there's a fumble from the Cardinals and the Bucks respond by getting a field goal. So I do have to say that like I'm proud of the mentality of, of the, of the offense. You know, I think a lot of times they, they get it in their head that like, it's too much. They can't, you know, and they're not responding very well. I think you end the half the way you do on an interception and then they go out and, and tie it up. And then you start the second half with another interception. They get points off of that. Then they get a touchdown. And the fact that you didn't let that bog you down so much and you go out and you, respond by scoring a touchdown you don't even just take a field goal like you're able to get into the end zone I have to give credit where credit is due you know I'm proud that they were able to respond that way yeah I I would they're they're better than that and so I still want to like make that clear they're better than that they should be better than that however 
they did respond well. And I think that that is something that I have been focusing on for them that I really want them to start responding in the face of adversity. And I feel like to a degree they did that last night. See, now you're going to make me sound like the Grinch, Kaylee. I didn't oh, want you're gonna to disagree. Here and you're be gonna the disagree. Grinch. You're going to um, be Bob Humbug? Yeah, I have to. I have to because while, while you make a good point and we do prefer to see responding versus just like complete crumbling, the amount of field goals to me is equivalent to the crumble. First of all, yeah. even that opening drive, it should have never turned into a field goal. They should have been able to finish that. They're unable to polish anything off, even things that are just sitting okay. in their lap, giving them all of the of giving them the entire formula to execute. You know, at one point when they were making way and almost found the end zone with Julio Jones, they get back to back penalties. It completely shot them in the foot. So I want to give them credit for that. I do. I really do. Because it's hard to be an actual fan of this team and see them just kind of like, you know, crumbling the way that they do sometimes. So you're right about the fact that they were able to respond. It's just like the amount of field goals they had, I can't give them credit for. They should be able to execute on those. There was a lot of silly mistakes of this team beating themselves. J.J. Watt was almost the lone hero for owning this offense. Lone hero. Now, I mentioned on the last episode that I'm a big J.J. Watt fan. Um, He was one of my favorite guys to watch over at the Texans years ago. And you know, I give him so much credit for, for the work ethic that he has and who he is to this game. But JJ alone should not have been able to just completely own this offense. I mean, and of course it starts with a fractured offensive line, but still it was play after play after play where the TV's zooming in on his face because he's just, you know, taking names. And we're still talking about a team who has their third string quarterback in and has dealt with their layers of injury. So I would be more proud if the if the guys on the other side of the ball were, you know, maybe a seven win team, a little bit on the healthy side, a little bit more consistent. But the Cardinals have had their fair share of overwhelming drama. And I don't think it's worth the tally to say hey, we pulled off a win versus this four and whatever team with their third string quarterback in. And guess what? It was James Conner who not only ran the ball down our throat, but passed all, all, you know, received balls all over us as well. There was just, if it was a different team, I would have a different thought, but I I can't give them any credit. This was a horrible game to watch. It was so bad. Yeah, I I was trying to I was trying to find the silver linings in the in the holiday. I know, I know. I'm glad that you did. I'm glad. No, I still think that they 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 responded better than they have in the past, and that's what I want to give them credit for. But I agree with you; they still should have played better. And you and you mention a few things that take us to the defensive side of the ball, which is this. What helped them? (laughs) This offense is down to their third string quarterback they're down like they're a fairly one-dimensional offense and you would expect the defense this bucks defense to be able to have handled them better than what they did um and that didn't happen that didn't happen you know like you said the fact that you know james connor got 80 yards greg dorch got almost a hundred yards. Like that's I, I I don't know how you swallow that. If you're this bucks defense, knowing that you just let that happen. And this is a 
four like this team has four wins the entire season yep and they're struggling offensively I truly thought that this game was going to come down to defense and I mean a, a, a little bit it did it was a it was a pretty miserable game to watch there wasn't very much action going on at all yeah um but this defense they should have been able to hold them to a tighter game and they didn't right of all things it, the, the field goal range that this team kept getting and then that punt fake that that really threw these guys what i will say on an appreciation note is that after the defense kind of you know blew that one or or special teams if you will the conversation you saw the guys come together and have a conversation immediately you saw them kind of pumping each other up and, and discussing where, you know, coverage went wrong. But again, that's defense that decided to take accountability weeks ago versus an offense that's still just humdrumming along, pretending like one one day on the field it's all going to click. So uh, you're totally right, Keely, in the sense to where this defense could have come up way bigger in this game. Um, Anthony Nelson shouldn't be the biggest celebrated play or sack on this on of that entire game, you know. Um I understand that they've taken a loss with Carl Nassib being out and uh, Vita Vea being out and stuff, but still Joe Tryon Shanka, like he's supposed to have, he was supposed to have, I think a way more elevated season and, you know, and in games where defensive players are injured and out and he has an opportunity to kind of really make, make waves here. There's not too much going on. It was Levante David that really stacked up for this team. Yeah. Anyways, um, not only leading in tackles, but, you know, how to tackle for loss and really had the most significant uh, splash. I'm quote air quoting because <laughs> there wasn't much splash last night. But if there was any splash to look forward to outside of Anthony Nelson's sack, it would be anything that Levante David did. Uh, Carlin Davis was a bit inconsistent, but came in at, at certain moments. Mike Edwards was really trying hard for his team. He had a tackle for loss. Logan Ryan had a tackle for loss um, and was pretty up there with eight tackles himself. But still, it was just there wasn't much consistency versus a team that they could have probably – I think we said this on the last episode, Kaylee. Like, this is a team that they can come out and just completely own and dominate. Like, let's see – Take the confidence up a little bit going exactly. into, into some NFC South matchups. This should have never been an overtime game no. in, in all – <laughs> it should have never been an overtime game and it got to overtime not because these teams kept finding the end zone and it was this exciting like ooh, which which better half which better team opponents gonna get it this is field goals that pushed them into overtime yeah field goals predominantly and then you get into overtime and it's still just as bad like versus a cardinals team that they should have been building their confidence on because i'm the Panthers just came off of a nice little upset victory, and I'm sure that they're going to be carrying a large chip on their shoulder, and they're going yeah. to be walking in that confidence that we were hoping the Bucks were going to find this weekend. And it's not going to, it's going to be a tough. It's <laughs> they're in there. These next couple of weeks are going to feel long for this it's team. It's going to be a rude awakening. Yeah, yeah. It's that's going to be. Yeah, it, it's. It's hard to find your way from here, Casey, because there is a reality of like wanting to be positive and not gloom and doom all the time. The yeah. Bucks did win, but it should have been better and mm -hmm. it could have been better and it wasn't. And so it just feels like it, it, if if you guys are listening, 
it just feels hard to celebrate. It feels yeah. hard to celebrate a 1916 overtime win to a four win Cardinal team who's struggling offensively and defensively and that you should have been able to, to be significantly better than, but Casey, you did mention a few guys by name. And so that brings us to standout players. So uh, I think defensively, maybe we could both agree that there was a guy that stood out to us. Um, You mentioned him Levante, David, seven tackles, solo three assists. Um, and really was the face of this defense. Um, you saw him, you heard his name a lot. He was, he was out there. He was creating energy. Um, and I, I, I think he was doing a really good job for this Bucks defense. Is there anybody else defensively that stood out to you? And, 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 you know, you want to give, uh, David a little bit more praise. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, I think you said that perfectly. The only, the only thing I would add is, and and I think you would agree, Kaylee, is that like, I think we saw his veteran presence really kind of like come through last night. You see it a lot in a lot of games. I'm not discounting that, but um, I think we really did see it last night. It, it helped this defense stay in it outside of him. Um, honorable mention to Anthony Nelson. I know how important that was for him and um, he wants to build off of what yeah. he did last season. I think just as a whole, this team, again, I don't believe this Bucks team is setting up their players for success. And at some point it's going to wear on the players to where it becomes their fault just as much as it is the people who aren't using them properly. So um, I stand strongly with you in that Levante, David, give it to him. Um, I feel like you can feel and sense a different vibe when Antoine Winfield Jr. and Logan Ryan are back on the field. But even then I feel like they could have done um, a bit more, not talking statistically on the column because I saw their coverage last night, but uh Outside of that, I, I, there were still things that could have been done. Um, so Logan Ryan would get another honorable mention from me, but it's Levante David. We agree. We agree on that one. Um, another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Offensively, it's, yeah. it's I feel like it's a little bit harder to choose. Although, I mean, statistically speaking... You got to give it to Leonard Fournette. I mean, 72 yards on the ground, 90 in the air, Mm. um, you know, over 150 yard night, like good for him. Right. There is still some frustration though. And and it's not on Fournette. It's just on the play calling and the coaching staff of like, he, you shouldn't have to do that. Like, yes, he got 150 yards total, but also, you realize you barely won the game. Uh, 
So and the way that they used him, like yeah, maybe not the best game plan. Like you can you can share the wealth a little bit more. Like you have other options. Yeah, I'm not saying that he's not good. Clearly, he is. But did he and, and for credit to him for that? He did stand out last night, and he had, you know, a bit, what like a 40 yard run at one point. Like good for him. Like you know, or. It, I guess it was like a little screener type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I just, it, it shouldn't have to be that way. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Well, the statistics look cool. The The fact of the matter is, is how, how he collected those statistics wasn't pretty and yeah. honestly not very exciting. And it just goes back to what's been said over and over and over again. So yeah, statistically who deserves it? It's like, when his number was called he showed up to the best of his ability as Kaylee put it perfectly it's not it's not a Leonard Fournette thing it's not a saying (laughs) he doesn't deserve this it's just how he was orchestrated like it they they played a very desperate game and I didn't feel like it had to be that way so Levante David defense Leonard Fournette offense we agree Ryan suck up a little bit of a a shout out to him you know for he gets MVP right MVP (laughs) he doesn't have to mention his name yeah, thank you for that, Kaylee. I'm so guys, if I'm being completely honest, between freezing right now and just trying to still wrap my brain around this game, like I feel like my vocabulary could just use <laughs> tequila. I don't know. I could just use some help right now because Kaylee and I don't want to come on here and, and say the same thing over and over again. Yet this team is giving us no option other than to say the same thing over and over again. And it's difficult and I don't want to be the Grinch. I don't want to sit here and <laughs> complain about this game. Um, but it's it's so hard because we know that that was just a rough game to watch. We know that this team still has so far to come in a short time. I think that's yeah. what's also making this so complicated is like there's no more, there's no more time left. This pivotal moment that we were hoping that they were going to have should have taken place weeks ago. Week eight was like the latest of the latest that they could have dragged their feet on making anything work. and. Um, that wasn't the case. So we um, are looking to get a guest on sometime this week. I've been in communication with you guys is one of you guys' favorites, Miss Carmen Vitali, to, to join us back on the show here. As you guys know, she's with Fox Sports NFC North. So she's got to get through a North schedule. And I, guys, I'm silly and I forget that there's a time difference anywhere outside of Florida. <laughs> so yeah, when I'm over here is trying to set up things and then they're like, your time or my time. That's where we kind of got caught up. So we are supposed to be having Carmen on on Thursday, if not next week. We'll keep you up to date on the Twitter. So be sure to follow us at Jolly Rogers TDS so that you know when our special guest is joining us and we also want to give you guys an opportunity to uh, lay out any questions you may have for Carmen the queen of trenches and then some so also be sure to follow along with us there so that you can stay up to date Uh, give Carmen a follow too because you'll be able to figure everything out from there on but we're very excited to talk to her because we'll at least get a different perspective Um, yeah I feel like we need someone's outside perspective because I feel like in terms of the trenches we're very much in the trenches Casey and saying the same thing over and over and over again and so it would be good to get somebody who's like a little bit distanced and and they can like give their perspective like are we going crazy are we being too hard on this team or is it is it as frustrating as sometimes it seems to us yeah. and to you guys, you know, uh, to you, Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans, to you buck fans, what we need, we just need an outside perspective. Sometimes that like, you call your friend up and you're like, Hey, here's the deal. Think? 
what do you see? I need some perspective on this. So Carmen's going to be that for us. And we're definitely really excited to have her on. Um, We will, like Casey said, keep you updated on when that is. But we're going to have her on. So be sure to get us your questions. Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. Casey, I don't know. I feel like everybody should walk the plank. Or maybe nobody. I don't know. I'm I'm at the point where... (laughs) Everybody, like, nobody. Did you hear me underneath my breath? I'm like, everybody. Um, <laughs> and this is so sad, too, because this is like my tone is the opposite of what this holiday has been. Um, oh, totally. So like, you know, the greatest holiday ever. It really has been. But it would have been that much better if that win was everything different than what it was. And you know what's tough? Shout out to you, Bucks fans. Actually, we're going to give you guys some doubloons because to – they do share in the excitement of the good things this team does in the moment, but they are really strapped into this emotional roller coaster that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season because it fun for like two, you know, two little tweets. And then all of a sudden it's just like flips on it. Yeah. yeah. So trust me, guys, I get it. We get it. We feel your pain. The emotional roller coaster is no fun to, to ride. It's no fun to be on most times i wish i was not of height to ride this ride but um here we are here <laughs> so we this are. Song called the bucks will maybe figure it out uh we want to know actually uh, something else that we'll throw up at uh jolly rogers tds is do you guys think that they can win these last two games in all honesty after what we saw last night versus mcsorley and connor and Hamilton and you know these guys that have been trying to find their own rhythm over in Arizona do you see this team being able to compete compete being the key word there uh versus the Panthers and the Falcons mind you the Panthers already beat them once the Falcons nearly beat them if they did not you know if the clock didn't run out honestly is what that came was what that game came down to so we want to hear from you guys let us know where your meter is on this emotional roller coaster let us know your thoughts for these last two games and regardless of how we feel Kaylee and uh whether we give this team kudos or disappointment more than likely they're going to stay atop of the NFC South and that'll yeah. be a conversation that we'll break down uh in the next few weeks here guys so we're hoping everybody had a fantastic holiday. We want to hear from you. So follow us at Jolly Rogers TDS. Let us know your thoughts. And Kaylee, that's all I have. I feel disappointed in myself that I couldn't be more jolly, but <laughs> that's fine. No, I think it's fine. It's um, like we said, it's, it's a hard line to balance, you know, mm-hmm. being ex- happy for the win and where it puts you at in the season, but also recognizing like it should have, it should never have come down to that. And it can be better and should be better. And so having those high expectations for the team, I think it's fair to have high expectations for this team knowing what they can do. So uh, I don't think that we should change that. Um, But I do think that there, there has to be also some reality that comes into play. Uh, And we, we got a dose of it this week. Got a dose of reality Right around the Christmas uh, and holiday time, hopefully, uh, you know, over the next few weeks, the episodes will be a little bit more jolly. Hopefully, yeah. well, I'm, I'm still, I still think that this team can rise to the occasion. I truly do believe that. Um, 
And I think it's, I think it's up to them. They have to do it. You know, we can sit here and talk about what they need to do. At the end of the day, it comes out to execution. They have to go out and execute and we will see if they do. And of course we will update you along the entire way at Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but the best place to do it is the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, turn on the auto download function for Jolly Rogers and touchdowns during the holiday season. Our schedule is a little bit funky. So just be sure to turn on the auto download button. So anytime we have a new episode, it comes straight to your phone and you can stay up to date on the latest and greatest in Tampa Bay Buccaneers football. I'm Kaylee Mizell. You can find me at Kaylee Mizell. She's Casey Hudson. You can find her at the sports case. That's K-A-S-E. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope that you have a jolly rest of your day.